Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, Jets fans? Welcome back. We're here again, yet again, at the Long Beach Joe Show. And boy, let me tell you, what a butt kicking we got today by the Bills. Oh, man, it was brutal. Jets ended up losing to the Bills 27-17. to The offense had issues. There was just issues galore everywhere with all kinds of stuff. Oh, man. But we're going to get all into that, but listen. I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Type in Long Beach Joe. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. Also, you know, give me some feedback. I like hearing about what you folks think I do here on Long Beach Joe show. Also, man, listen, please hit those messages. Let me know how you feel in there as well. We can go back and forth. So without further ado, folks, let's get into the show. I'm fired up, okay? I'm trying to be fired up, trying to be more fired up than I was watching this game. I'm also everywhere else, Twitch. I'm live streaming as well um, during the radio show too. So I'm on Twitch, YouTube, various uh, live streaming platforms. Um, everyone that's in the chat already sees, like my link tree is up there. So please, everyone, hit those platforms as well. You can watch me uh, record the show. You can watch me live. I go to the, to the live stream as well for comments too. Um, and we definitely go back and forth in there. I definitely talk to the people in the chat as well. So, uh, you know, you can hit me up that way. <sighs> now getting into this game. Listen, there were some issues. There were some issues left and right. My goodness. I'm going to start. This offense is terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> this offense is terrible. There is nothing else that you can say. I mean, goodness gracious. The play calling by Adam Gaze was suspect screens constantly this is like the same thing that we saw last year it's like it's like groundhog's day i was saying that during the game it's like groundhog's day it's like we literally ported last year's offense and just brought it right into this year it's the same thing we're doing the same things that we saw last year we're having some of the same issues that we saw last year um you know goodness gracious he finally decides to use Le'Veon bell you know on as a wide out, finally puts him out wide, but then Le'Veon Bell couldn't finish the game because he ends up with two hamstrings. That's going to hinder us as well, the hamstring injuries that Le'Veon Bell has occurred. Who knows when he's going to be 100% now. But the play calling was, was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Um, goodness gracious, Sam. I thought Sam was really up and down. The protection wasn't necessarily his best, but I'll tell you what, Sam, when he threw that, when he threw that bad interception where he just kind of chucked it up, I just I, – I lost it. <laughs> I went crazy. That's a play that Sam cannot – he can't have – you know, he can't do that out there. He can't just chuck that ball up and just think, hey, you know, I'm just let it happen. Not against this Bills defense. I think Sam was what, 21 for 35 today. I think he only had like 215 yards throwing the football. I mean, it was just tough to start out. Everything was just sputtering uh, offensively. We did kind of kind of pull up, pull together something going in before the half. We were able to kind of speed up a little bit offensively, get the no huddle going, which is something that I thought we should have gotten, you know, in, involved in a little bit earlier in the game. Um, and we were trying to, you know, put something together so we were able to get points before the half, uh, you know. So those those were some of the high kind of the highlights of the game. Crowder I thought looked solid. He was able to do some things. Um, you know, I think he had 115 yards and a touchdown. So he was able to to make some moves when we got him the ball on some screens. There was also some other plays that he had as well. He was able to get open. But everything else was just pretty much offensively was just – it was terrible. It was completely terrible. 
There were no holes for Le'Veon Bell to run through. I think he only had 14 yards on the day anyway, along with the hamstring injuries. Frank Gore had 24 yards. Frank Gore and Le'Veon Bell had the same amount of carries. They had six carries apiece. That's ridiculous. Like, uh, anyway, Chris Herndon, who we thought, you know, definitely was going to make a big-time impact this season. He had a fumble of the game. That really hurt us. We only saw three catches from Bashad Perryman. He had 17 yards. Like, it just – this offense was just not – would not what we wanted, not how we wanted to start the season at all, not what we wanted. So I'm going to flip over to the defensive side of the ball. And I thought the defense was okay. Um, they did let up from here and there, especially with Josh Allen being able to run and move around the way that he did. There was a lot of missed sacks, a lot of sacks that should have been had that he slipped through. Um, a lot of guys had him wrapped up, but just couldn't finish. You had to know going into this game, that Josh Allen, we all know he's a runner. We all know that. We know he's a runner first because he's a trash-ass quarterback. We all know that. So if you know that, dude, when you come to get this guy, you shouldn't be coming high. You should be going low, and you should be trying to drive through him and take him down. He's a big man. If you try to go up high on that shorter pass, he'll just shrug you off and move on. This guy, is, he's big. Like, you can't do that. And we saw so many guys just get ran through, ran by. You know, he was able to just continue to move, either make, move, make plays with his feet, or, you know, use his feet to extend the play to throw touchdowns. I mean, or to try to get the ball out of there. I mean, it was, it was, it was really frustrating. I'll tell you what, Marcus May had a big day, though. <laughs> for all the people that didn't like Marcus May, he had a big day, okay? He had two sacks on the day, two tackles for loss. He, he forced a fumble. He had seven solo tackles. I mean, this guy, he's the highlight of the defense. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I know other people really thought because we lost one safety that no other safeties on this team exist. But guess what? He exists, and he came up big today. So he played extremely well. Um, but, man, everything else was just kind of – it was like there wasn't just, just much else. I thought the defense did what they could, um, but they were put in some tough spots, especially with the, with the offense not scoring points and looking as bad as they did. A bunch of three and outs to start the game. It was just – it was horrific. This was horrific. So – I'm going to go to the callers because I want to get y'all thoughts on this. You know, everyone, please call in. The number is 515-602-9639. Call in. Give me your takes. I understand this was a frustrating game. I understand people are upset. But let me tell you something. Don't be cursing on my show. Do not curse. This is a family show. Don't call in here and curse it and curse because if you use curse words, I'm going to have to get you out of here. I'm telling you right now. So don't do that. So we're going to get to our first caller of the night. It's going to be area code 917-917. You know, let me know your name, where you're from, and what are your thoughts on this loss to the Bills. Hey, it's Elias from Rochester, New York. How you doing, man? Hey, how's it going? I, I'm doing doing as well as I possibly could at this point, I guess. Man, what a disaster, man. <laughs> what are your thoughts, man? Dude, I'm from upstate New York. I live like an hour from Buffalo, so I got nothing but Josh Allen fans, huge Bills fans, absolutely, absolutely delusional, oh. man, and I have to deal with all of them, especially going back to school this week, man. It's oh man, I, I make it pretty apparent of my take that Darnold's a better quarterback than Allen, but yeah, I'm gonna have to deal with all of them, man. But yeah, not a good start. Definitely say that. I think I think the biggest issue was the time of possession was was wild. The offense was terrible and was barely out there. Yeah, like so many of the guys didn't even get like. Ryan Griffin was invisible. Chris Hogan was invisible. And I didn't really expect much from him, but, like, you'd expect more, at least, like, one catch at least. But they were three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. Like, the best player today was probably Braden Mann. 
the punter. And yeah. that's saying something, man. Like, <laughs> dude, what the hell, man? We got to fire this crackhead Adam Gase, man. Crazy eyes, man. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I remember, that, yeah, that, that, that. Go go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna let you, you know. Go ahead, spill what you got, man. Yeah, go ahead, spill your guts. Go ahead. At camp, like last year, me and a friend of mine who's also a Jets fan, we were having a discussion with uh, two Bills fans, and we kept saying, yeah, like all these improvements to the roster. But they kept saying, you guys hired Adam Gates, the head coach is everything. And then I, yeah. I learned that the hard way, like, man, like nothing but dumbass screen passes, pass behind the line. It's just no adjustment. Like, when he finally decided after a year to line Bell up as a receiver, he gets hurt. Um, yeah, man, there's not much to say. Defense was better second half. They couldn't stop Josh Allen. Who's, I tell all the Bills fans, he's basically a running back because you see that pass he threw to John Brown just went, like, five feet over his head. Like, Terrible. Dude, yeah. I, I My dream is... Josh Allen just becomes Nathan Peterman and becomes Sam Darnold's backup. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> they're, they're best friends, man. That'd be perfect. Listen, <laughs> listen. I, I, I'm in agreement with you, though, man. Look, the, the offense was really bad today, really bad. And I, terrible. Like you said, the play calling to me was it was so atrocious and predictable. It was so predictable. Yeah. It was like you could you could see everything that was coming. It it, it was literally run, the same run, stuff we talked part. about. Exactly. It was the same stuff that we saw last year. The exact same stuff. Exactly. And it was like, how yeah. how has this not been changed? <laughs> and we how, get so how could hopeful. you come into we the season so and do hopeful. the same thing? Go ahead. Yeah. We, he says, this tells us the stuff we want to hear. It's, this is what everyone yep. says. Once his game plan goes wrong, it's, he's screwed. And so he sells us the game plan that we all agree. Oh, we're going to get fell the ball more. We're going to spread it out, get the tight ends involved, all this. Stuff we want to hear. And then that doesn't work. And then he's like, oh, let's just keep doing it. It was like last year with the Bengals game when he just kept running back up to Geno Atkins when, and just like, oh, let's, let's do it again. That was when uh, was the, the picture in your screen, the anyone with eyes, right? Could see that. that was <laughs> right. Man, that's gold, man. Seriously. <laughs> anybody. Listen, anybody. It, it, it's insane to me. To watch this, and it, it, like you said, and I and I, I warned people of this, was that listen, Adam Gaze is a good talker. He's a good talker. Look, look yeah, how absolutely. he talked himself. Look how he talked himself into a job after blowing up Miami. He came here. He talked himself into a job. Then he talked himself. He talked. To, he talked the, the Johnson into firing. You know, Mike McCagnan, which should have been done earlier, but he yeah. talked him into firing Mike McCagnan. And now he's talking to you in the offseason. Oh, yeah, we're going to change things. Oh, yeah, the offense, just throw all, all those numbers. It was terrible last year. Just throw it all away. This is a new year, guys. It's the same thing from him, bro. It's <laughs> the same yeah. thing. The same type of play calling, the same type of the stuff. It's just ridiculous. But I, I, we can go on about Adam Gaze all day, but I want to get your thoughts on Sam Darnold and his performance today. I was, I'll tell you what, I understand he was hindered yeah. by some of the protection. And there were some guys that had some issues. But that interception, when he just chucked it up oh, there, boy. That's, that's a play you cannot, you cannot have a QB trying Absolutely. to make that play. You cannot do that. So let me get your thoughts on him then. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Sam Darnold defender, but I'll admit he didn't play well. I'm not sold out on him. I'm not going to say, 
oh, let's go get Trevor Lawrence. So let's get the top prospect because Samuels is the top prospect, and he's putting in a mm-hmm. crap situation and just getting another maybe, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is probably more of a highly touted prospect. Do you think, you know, Joe Burrow or Tua would succeed with the Jets? Like, it's, it's a quarterback-killing organization, basically. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, he didn't play well. I'm not going to – it's one game – a lot of things I was hoping he'd improve on, he didn't really. My biggest issue was when he was just rolling, when he was rolling out towards the sideline. Guy was coming at him, dude, just chuck the ball out of bounds. Why did he just run out of mm-hmm. bounds? Yeah. I didn't get yeah. that. To be honest, man, it felt like I barely got to see him play because the time of possession was so lopsided. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah. oh, man, I can't wait to see Sam play. He was barely out there. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like, and – I don't think – I don't know if he would play any better if he was out there longer, but I know if Bell didn't get hurt, he wasn't getting any carries. And why was – even before he got hurt, why was him and Frank Gore like a – it was like San Francisco or like New England where they just all split carries. Like, Man. he's here to be the lead guy. That, that's what I was thinking yeah. about Gore. That's what I – I hated that signing because I knew Adam Gase had a huge crush on him and he was going to, oh, I don't like you, love. Hey, Gore, all right, let's make this happen, man. Cool. And – yeah, now with Bell going, that's that's scary. I maybe you sign, bring back the wall or something, Wall Powell, because I don't know, you know, hamstrings. That takes a while, man. Yep. Come back, yep. With and we stuff. And what I yeah, and we we seen the effect I, of the hamstring yeah. stuff here too. We've seen it really cost us. Player. Hell, oh, Mims yeah. is dealing with a hamstring. We have CJ yeah. uh, CJ Mosley still dealing with his hamstring stuff. So yeah, we've so seen that. Growing, it's it's just completely crazy. Or same thing, yeah, groin, hamstring, same thing. Dude, I was yeah. thinking about this. Do you think C.J. Mosley is going to maybe, like, retire or something after this year? If you're not going to play for two years, how are you supposed to come back? Like, yeah, I guess well, that's look, a bit I, off topic, but. Yeah, no, no, no. Hey, look, hey, you know, I, I don't think he's going to retire. I just think that he opted out. From what he said, he opted out this year, you know, because the Roro. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm live on YouTube. That, yeah. All these oh. other places. He dude, said he, he, you know, he opted out because of Roro, so I respect that. Dude, I, I fully say the Roro now. When I first heard you say it, I'm like, man, I'm going to stop calling it the Rona. I'm going to call it the Roro. So, yeah, yeah, I, I use the that Roro. Shout out to you, man. Yeah, the Roro. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. The the algorithm, you know, they they be trying to shut your boy oh, down. Yeah, but I, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I know we talk about, about Bell, and yeah, Bell. Yeah, I, I know we talked hey, a little bit in? about Bell and setting in. Oh yeah, keep going, man. Sorry about that. Oh yeah, yeah. Now I know we, you know we touched on a little bit on Le'Veon Bell and the hamstring issues. He was doubtful to come back, so he sat down. I'm hoping that he can come back a little bit later. But I want to go to this receiving core with you because Crowder, I thought played solidly today. Um, he did more than anybody yeah. else. What were your expectations for some of the guys going into the game, and now how do you feel coming out of it? Who, what, what guys didn't show up that you thought would? I thought Perryman would have more than would he have one catch or two catches. Mm-hmm. I thought he would. I thought he had the potential to make like a big play, possibly get like a, you know, have a good you know deep ball play, kind of like a Robbie Anderson, not as good as that, but like kind of a just a that's just one play that game where it just it's a big play and for big yardage. I thought I expected more than him. I didn't really expect much from Chris Hogan. I don't know if, was he been playing with the first team that much in camp. Because I know they signed him in the middle of camp, and he's kind of was an old veteran. But man, I expected, you know, Ryan Griffin to get more involved. Chris uh, Herndon obviously had that bad uh, fumble, but 
man. Yeah. I, I just expected, like, there was obviously enough past attempts, but it just seemed like, like I said before, that the offense was barely out there. Mm-hmm. But, and when they were yeah. out there, it was not, and it's not only the defense's fault. When you're getting a three and out and run, run, sack, punt every time, you're, you know, obviously you're going to be out there. You're not going to be out there. So, yeah, I was a bit disappointed. I didn't have huge expectations for uh, Perryman, at least in week one. Like, I have a, a Bills fan who's, who told me he's high on Perryman, too. And I was like, yeah, man, I, I hope. But um, the, the one non-delusional Bills fan, but um, he, he, he was told me he's high on Perryman and uh, Herndon. But, man, I'm hoping for more next week. But, yeah, this game was just it was just a disaster. And also, the penalties, man. What happened? Oh. That, that first kick, dude, did we sign Judezzi on Clowney or something? Like, why were there so many penalties? Like, that first play, like, Daniel Brown got that penalty. I'm like, oh, it's again? Oh, no. And then with, like, pass interference, this year was terrible. Um, yeah. You got you to pass interference, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I think we – yeah, yeah, I think – uh, Desir ended up getting benched, I believe, at, at one point. Yeah, I think we had, we yeah, we had, we had a, I think like eighty yards and penalties. Look, when you're a team that doesn't have the like talent, 90, you yeah. can't shoot yourself in the foot as well. Exactly. Like you can't do that. You can't lose on your own. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you're already getting your, <laughs> you're getting your butt whooped. You can't kill yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was just like slot. Like everyone was talking. Like I heard a lot of the jet shows I listened to were saying. They're expecting all all across the league, low scoring and sloppy. It was definitely sloppy. But every other team, too, the most frustrating thing is that bad teams are won today. Mitch Trubisky won. The Jaguars won. The tanking, another tanking team won. Like, and yeah. then we're over here. Man, the scoreboard, the scoreboard shows that we did, like, a good job compared to what we actually did. Like, mm-hmm. it, it seemed, dude, it's, it seemed close. It wasn't close at all. It was just a, the last touchdown was just garbage time, um, and yeah, it, not much. Not yeah, much at it, all. it's complete. Yeah, just I, I I was shocked at you know just how bad the offense was. Like like you said, just yeah. everything that we saw, it was just completely ridiculous. I mean, the thing mm. about Bashad Perryman though, and I know people expect a lot of big things from him. I necessarily didn't because I, you know I've watched him his, his career. He's not like the worst guy in the world, but he's not a he's not a number one. He's not a guy that's you know going to change your offense all. that much. But you're also playing kind of on on you know on chicken wire and duct tape with him because he has a knee injury as well. He that knee right, could easily yeah. swell up and be agitated, and we he could be gone for quite a bit of time too. So I just thought we were almost kind of set up you know, for this situation because we didn't draft enough wide receivers in this oh year's draft. Oh, my God, man. Like, it, we did not do did enough. Why did you need James Morgan? I don't have a Joe, Joe Douglas Basher either. Me either. Go ahead. Me either. Not at all. I yeah, like so, draft, so what are your thoughts on James that? James Morgan, mm-hmm. um, it's ridiculous. I, dude, when I was doing my, like, I'm, I'm not a huge, I don't watch that much college football. I mainly get, like, my draft information based on, like, online, like, YouTubers, shows and stuff, listen, kind of go off attributes based on who I want, different traits and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, when I was doing, like, my little mock draft, which I don't really, I'm not, a, I'm not, I don't, I've never played football, I'm not, like, a scout. I wanted to draft three wide receivers, man. I was like, let's just go all offensive draft, make it easy for Sam, go, like, three receivers, two linemen, one running back. And we only get, and I love, I love the Mims pick, but, dude, you had a guy like Donovan Peoples-Jones just sitting there in the sixth round, 
and you had yep. guys in the fourth round, but you needed a, a dude from Florida International University, which I didn't even know was a school before the draft, who was extremely <laughs> raw, and dude, you couldn't, and then you just signed your backup quarterback like a month later, and then he can't play, so you need to sign your other project backup quarterback, who Mike White, who I heard was decent in camp, but I guess it's cool to have a long-term backup guy, but he's not going to do anything this year. And when the thing is, you got to you got to take advantage of the time Sam Darnold's on his rookie deal. You you yeah. can't just be like we're going to waste a pick on the future, which planning for the future is important. But you got to get this kid as much help as you can. You have to see what he has, and I think I think he's a good quarterback. I think he will be a good quarterback. He didn't play well today, but he's shown a lot of flashes. Just needs to get the consistency and needs to make less bad decisions. Also, he accuracy was a little suspect today. Um, I'm not too worried about that. I know he like there was a few games last year, especially New England was a disaster. Jacksonville, um, the line today, O line, like it wasn't good. It wasn't like last year bad, but he was under pressure a ton. But that's also when you're playing a really good defense. But man, if we draft another, if we got like a I don't know, a guy in the third round, maybe instead of getting Zuniga, because a lot of people were saying that's a reach, and I didn't hate that pick. You know, you needed a pass rusher, but to get, like, more of a rotation pass rusher was kind of – I wasn't crazy about that. But I thought if you get that third-round pick or the one where they traded back with New England, so that's the receiver there. Because this was supposed to be the deepest wide receiver class, like, you know, since, like, 2014 or, like, in a while. Or they had, like, Mike Evans, OBJ, Brandon Cooks, some other guys I'm probably forgetting. But just to have one there, like, it's just frustrating that we're not – we're putting Sam Darnold in such a bad situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm right there with you. I'm going to want to kind of go over to the defensive side of the ball with you because I felt like the defense was uh, definitely played better than the offense. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. they, you know, they struggled here and there. But I want to talk to you about Marcus May, man. What are your thoughts about oh, yeah. his performance in this game? Because there was a lot of people, a lot of fans, particularly, you know, before we got rid of Allen. the other things that we had. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, Man, I'm, I'm uh, but you he, he showed up and showed out. I called Jamal and the crybaby. I'm glad he's gone. Uh, dude didn't want to be here just crying about his money and uh, I want to win. All right. Um, but Marcus May, he played well, man. Uh I I was first worried because he was playing, he's obviously playing in like almost a new position in a new role, but dude, it's two sacks. That, that was, I was impressed. Yeah. Yeah, he was, I was he was impressed as well. pretty much the only bright spot. Him and, and Bless Austin played pretty well, and they were kind of the only bright spots. Maybe who's that dude? I think what, Lange, or I might get it, be getting him confused. Yeah. There are a few like bright spots on the defense, but the defense not mm-hmm. the defense isn't built off of dudes who play a premier position. Like we don't have any good pass rushers, we don't have good corners. That's the most important thing. And I, I know you. you talk about that a lot. Yeah, yeah, man, it's important and. Like, you need to get yourself a good pass rusher and a good corner before you pay a safety $20 million. And you've got, <laughs> what, like, six interior linemen in the past decade? Like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, <laughs> like I, who is it? Yeah. Wilkerson, uh, Sheldon Richardson, Quentin Copeland, Leonard, yeah, Quentin Williams, five in, a ten, in ten years. Like, the frustrating thing is the Niners have done that, and it's worked for them. But also, some of their guys can also play on the outside. Like, they've gotten, like, Gluckner, Armstead. Exactly. And, yeah. And, but of Those course guys can get after it. This freaking team is – this team's cursed, man. But 
<laughs> and they, they got Look, the right guy on the show there, so. <laughs> Listen, and we, everything and we you're talking about is back Yeah, you know, so we'll, uh, here we'll, they, we'll you're right. Week, Niners yeah. are right around the corner. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, man. everything you're saying is right. Like, like you said, I, I've been talking about that for a while, impact positions and how much they matter. And a lot exactly. of people seem to not understand that. You can go get the greatest, you know, safety or, you know, whatever other inside linebacker. linebacker. If, if you, yeah, if you can't get a pass rusher, an outside linebacker that can pass rush or a defensive end that can pass rush or corners that can cover in today's NFL with the offenses it's, looking the way yeah. that they're looking, with the rules the being slanted exactly. the way that they're slanted, it's a passing league. It's literally an offensive exactly. league. If you can't get, get those guys that really matter, it doesn't matter how good – you're going to struggle and you're going to have issues. And like you said, we're bad at positions of impact. That's why we're bad. Exactly. <laughs> That's why we're bad. You, you have the greatest running back in the world. If you don't have a line to block or you don't have wide receivers that, that keep a defense honest and they can just stack the box in, you know, what do you have? <laughs> you know, so you, you, yeah. you're right on that. You hit the nail on the head. Marcus May played extremely well today. And I'm not going to, you know, Absolutely. go into bashing people or nothing like that, but I've been saying for a while that this guy has that talent. And, and the way that he's being utilized oh, yeah. in Greg Williams' scheme, I think, is phenomenal. Can you talk to me about what you saw out of Greg Williams today? Did you like the defensive play calls at all? So my only issue was I wish there was kind of a guy there or more than one guy to stop Josh Allen because we can play well yeah. against the run when it came to running backs. Well, like guys who at the running back position, you could argue they had three running backs if, you know, you know Josh Allen's kind of a borderline running back. But, um, yeah, if, I wish we had a, either a better way to stop him, but, Man, well, I'm so impressed with Greg Williams. He does a lot with he does a lot with a little. Like when you you know, bless Austin's done a big name cornerback. Nate Harrison just got cut and he's playing today. He does, especially at you know those premium positions. He's rotating guys in, trying. He does he does his best to get the best out of players, which is something that our head coach Adam Gase does not do at all. But yeah, mm-hmm. you know it's it's tough. He was had a tough ask, but. After that first half, it looked a lot better. You know, Josh Allen was running around like crazy in the first half, missing sacks and stuff, which I was a bit bummed about. But, man, he, he doesn't have the help that he, he needs to be like an absolutely like, you know, like one of the top defenses. Like, if you get Greg Williams with some legit, really good players, um, he could look even better. But I think he, I, I'm a big Greg Williams fan, too, so. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I, I thought I think he's doing the best that he can with the guys he has, and it's crazy that people, you know, always give kind of gaze a pass, talking about the you know the talent that isn't there, the talent that is here, and he's working with the guys that he has. Even when guys were injured last year, we didn't see Greg oh, yeah. Williams make any excuses. He didn't have his two starting inside linebackers for a while when Mosley going down and Avery Williamson with that torn ACL he was missing last season. So he just kept playing. And it didn't matter. We had trash ass Jermaine Johnson last year. It did not matter. He Darryl was still Roberts, putting guys yeah. out there and putting them in positions. Yep. Darryl, I mean, he was doing that. And you coming over this year, and I think that again, the way that he's utilizing May, which is what I hoped that he would do, and he did exactly what I what I what I wanted him to do, was put May in a position to continue to make plays, put him up at the line, have him do his thing, and he did that. But uh, there was just some some issue there. And again, we need to continue to address this coming in the draft. Coming in the next season, that cornerback position, all that else, we, we've got to shore that up. But one of the things that I was kind of surprised about a little bit 
was Quinnen Williams. I wanted to see a little bit more out of him. I know he had three tackles today, but I was hoping for a lot of tackles for loss, like for him to blow things up, maybe get a sack in this game. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, man? What are your thoughts about his performance in this game? Were you disappointed at all, or how do you feel about it? So didn't he have, like, a half a sack? Like, I think it was one of the defensive ends had a – or outside linebackers had him, and then he just cleaned up the sack or something. He, he had that, right? No, nah, nah, he only had three tackles today on the sheet. They might go back and give that to him, but as of right now, he has nothing. So that might he three might have tackles? just been in there, but yeah. he, didn't get it. he just had three tackles today. Like, it's tough, man, because a lot of times you got that one defensive tackle who kind of eats up the blocks and lets the other guys play yep. well, but the same, at the same yeah. time, you don't draft that guy third overall. So yeah. I'm yeah. not completely sold out on him. I I hope I don't expect him to become an Aaron Donald. That's just like a once in a generation type talent. But hopefully, if he can mm-hmm. become like I don't know, like an A tier, B tier kind of defensive tackle who still can get close to double digit sacks, which sacks aren't everything, especially at that defensive tackle position. But I just want him to see a lot more disruption, get a lot more pressure up the middle. That would be very helpful. And mm-hmm. um. Did he? I didn't really see. Did he do well against the run? Because I know that the line did pretty well against the run this game. Yeah, they were pretty solid. I, didn't, I he wasn't was pretty solid against much, the run. But yeah, I had my eyes on uh, on May for a bit watching the defense play, just because he was playing mm-hmm. really well. I just wanted to see how he was doing. So I didn't have my eyes on Quinn too much. But um, yeah, uh, I'm not completely sold out on him. Yeah, you would want you want more, but. It, it takes time, especially at that position. Like, there, I saw something like a lot of the top defensive tackles kind of struggled in their first year and then played a lot better the next year. But he didn't play great. Obviously, three tackles isn't a ton. Tackles isn't the greatest stat in the world. But, yeah, hopefully we see more in the upcoming weeks. Um, maybe – hopefully – I think next week would be a good test, especially since that team uh, – the Niners run the ball so much. That would be yeah. a good test to see how he's doing. But also that's a good – that's a good O-line. But, yeah, if, if they – that's why I don't want to get too distracted to next week. But a lot of people are saying it's going to be an absolute blowout. Now now I think, yeah, probably. But um, <laughs> they, uh, their offense plays our defensive, defensive strength. But, yeah, man. Uh, hopefully we see more soon. But, yeah, uh, yeah, you know. If, if, if he plays average, like, you can't get, draft a guy third overall to just be an average guy who's going to eat up blocks. You know, you don't want – Leonard Williams 2.0. Yeah. You know, they share, they share the same last name, so, you know, you might, you might get kind of worried about that. But, yeah, yeah. it's just a yeah, tough look. loss, man. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, it's, it, man, I, like I said, it's just game one. I want to see a little bit more out of them. Hopefully, as the season continues to roll on, you know, things will really get to working for them. Like you said, you know, for a guy that you draft that high, you want to see him really show up and just destroy the place. Like that's Absolutely. really what you want to see. You you want to see havoc. You want to see him wreak havoc. So, you know. But so my my, my next question for you is you this this inside linebacker this linebacker situation. You started to touch on it. <laughs> we have issues here and oh, there. Yeah. We all know C.J. Mosley is out. You know we know you know that that Williamson didn't start either. We went out there with Hewitt, Langley, Cashman. It was is now you know dealing with stuff. So what are your thoughts about their performance and how do you feel about they how how they played against the Bills? Do you think that they were pretty solid as far as keeping Josh Allen, you know, kind of wrapped up a little bit, or do you think they could have did a better job? 
they definitely could have done a better job. I thought Hewitt was decent. Cashman went out pretty quick. Did, did he end up coming back in the game after he had like a what was it like a probably a hamstring or something? Did he end up coming back? I didn't say that. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't. I don't. I don't remember him coming back. So it was. It was I think it was yeah. uh, Neville Hewitt and Langley and Harvey Langley that was out there. Langley, Harvey Langley. Yeah. Is um is the guy we just cut Burgess still a free agent? Because if he is, then I'd say maybe bring him back. Because if Cashman's going to miss time mm-hmm. now with. Avery out here, and I think Ogletree, I think he's terrible. I, there's a, a YouTuber I watch who's a Giants fan who's always talking about how bad he is, and obviously for a backup, it's okay to have someone not the greatest, but that's the tough part of that. Coming into the season, we thought we had the – this was our strongest position. We had mostly Williamson. Those are the, the two guys who, you know, the, the two really good guys, and then Hewitt and uh, Cashman are really good as backups, but now when you got guys going out, guys opting out, which – I want to say, I've seen so many fans telling, like, mostly, oh, you quit or blah, blah, blah. Dude, I'm totally fine with him opting out, man. Like, it's a bad, bad virus. He's got a family. That should be his priority. Football comes second, obviously. It sucks because you're paying him so much money. But, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's it's tough, man, because when you had so much depth at that position and now you don't anymore, it's just pretty disappointing. And also, yeah, yeah. Um, it, mm-hmm. I think – the linebacker, we always talked about premium positions. Obviously, linebacker isn't much of a premium position, but I was talking to someone about this, how I feel like there's not going to be as many, especially if you're going to play a lot of man coverage. You're not going to see two linebackers on the field at the same time, two inside linebackers, because you obviously had Brian Poole out in the slot. So when, mm-hmm. so maybe you could get around an injury like that when you have one inside linebacker on the field. Obviously, you got your three down guys, your two outside linebackers. Uh, pass rushers, and then you got your two safeties, three corners. You could kind of mitigate that in a way. But yeah, it's tough. It just it sucks to have go from having so much depth out of position, and then you got your top three are out with you know obviously Peanut too. Or how do how do you pronounce that guy's name? I've heard so many different pronunciations. Was it Onawasor? Something like that. Yeah, Onawasor. He, he's on yeah, IR, that's, that's right? The, that's yeah, he's on IR. So. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts about Terrell Basham? Because I saw him flying around out there. I thought he, you know, had some plays. He had a he had a, a penalty as well, but he was, you know, trying to move around there. there and make some plays. Yeah. Yeah, he was solid. What, what are um, your thoughts on him? I'm, he was solid, but, man, that penalty, but, like, seeing that, was it roughing the passer? Like, just, yeah. I, I love I, I love the McGovern signing on the O-line just because he doesn't get penalized so much. And I think mm-hmm. that this team needs to be more disciplined, less penalties, especially uh, on, like, on special teams there were some penalties. And that, like, if you're a bad team, you're already going to lose enough. Don't make yourself lose yeah. even more. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're speaking facts like you said. Issue I had. Oh, yeah, keep going. Yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Another issue I had was the punt team. So, Brayden Mann had that punt, and he was pinned to – Andre Roberts was pinned at the 10, but – Let's get to the 30. I think that needs to be cleaned up mm. a bit, too. Maybe get Ashton Davis yeah. as a gunner just to keep so fast, get him on that uh, force of fair catch or something like that because that was a good punt, man. And like I said before, it sucks that our best rookie today was a punter. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I, mean, maybe, I mean, maybe even our best offseason acquisition. And punting's important. Like, I I like that pick because if you got a guy who can just pin the guys, pin the defense – over or pin the other team's offense around like the twenty, like that's big. 
especially today. Huh. The Jets struggled with, with bad field position, with horrible time of possession. And, yeah, it, it was tough, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm right there with you, dude. There was a lot of a lot of things that need to be cleaned up. Like you said, special teams. Are, you know, I think all that stuff will come along, but the offense has got to – it's got to do more than what it did. And even going back there, you talked about the offensive line. One guy I really wanted to highlight was Makai Becton. You know, we were all looking to see, hey, how is he going to handle this situation? We all know with the Roro, the practices are a bit different. No preseason for him. He's a young kid that's going out there. What were your thoughts about his performance today? I know he had a penalty. Um, but how do you feel about the way he played and how you feel about, you know, the, the, the teams he has coming up, he's going to constantly be tested. We play a lot of really good pass rushers this year. Yeah. So to be honest, I didn't a lot of times I don't really just keep my eye glued on like the left tackle, but there were some times where that Sam was getting a lot of pressure and I I didn't really know if Matai Beckett's fault or not. I probably should have kept my eye on him a bit more. But mm-hmm. I'm not you know, it's his first game, he's a rookie, he had, you know, obviously with the Roro, this condensed off season, the line's got a five new starters that'll learn you know, that'll learn offensive line's all about communication and they Doing that on the Zoom is tough. So, you know, the, the line didn't play great. It wasn't last year bad, but hopefully they can find a way to clean that up. But, man, next week, you know, Bosa and D Ford and Eric Armstead, that's going to be a challenge, man. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely going to be pushed. I mean, we got a lot of good teams coming up. But let me tell you, this this game, this game definitely leaves a bitter taste in your mouth <laughs> right now because we had chances. I and mean, one, the Bills, they missed kicks and all that stuff, and we just couldn't oh, yeah. We couldn't get going. We just could not get going. We couldn't capitalize off their mistakes, which is really frustrating. And also, yeah. something about on the Kai Beston, too, is that he's obviously a, a big dude who's involved in the run game. I would like to see, like, maybe run Le'Veon Bell outside behind Beston because – there were, especially that one run when he tried to cut back and ended up being a tackle for loss. He had no holes, and mm. uh, he was, you know, decent before he got hurt. Uh, he had one pretty decent run, not anything huge, but I think running behind, you know, Beckton's probably your best run blocker. And obviously, last year just running him up the middle, uh, Le'Veon Bell obviously being more of a, a patient running back, running him to the outside, just giving a different look like that, I think would be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the utilization of Le'Veon Bell in this offense for so long, yeah. <laughs> so many oh my God. different things. Finally, oh my, finally, oh with a wide receiver. Finally, <laughs> finally, I saw man, your reaction was golden, man. I'm like, he finally did it. Look what happened. It worked. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely crazy, but. Listen, man, I want to thank you for calling in, bro. You're a great Absolutely, caller. Man. Please call in again the next time I do my Absolutely. live show. It's great to man. speak with you. That's yeah. Fair. So thank you. Blast, thank man. you. Thank you. Again, man. Yeah, right, absolutely. So you are, right, you have a good one, man. All right, cool. Man, I'm, listen, that last caller brought the fire. Okay. Absolutely brought the fire. Knew his stuff. Knows everything about the Jets. Like he talked about. I've been talking about utilizing Le'Veon Bell. For a long time. We've all talked about it. He's one hell of a guy. He's got great hands. He's a good receiver. Put split him out wide and throw the ball to him. Why not? Why not? You know, what, what could it hurt? We ain't got no wide receivers. What, what could it hurt? You know what I'm saying? And he finally did it and boom. Utilization. You know what I'm saying? And look what happened. You know, so 
Oh man, it's crazy. The lines are going. Look, I'm gonna get back to the to the calls in just a second. Nine zero eight, you're gonna be next up. But I'm gonna talk through this chat. Uh, I got a lot of people in the chat here. They're going off. Uh, let me read some of this chat for those of you that are listening on Blog Talk. I am live streaming as well um, as as doing a live radio show. So I am, you know, on Twitch, YouTube, all those things. You know, what I'm saying anybody. Again, I have a link tree up. You can go to Young J Zero Zero on Twitter. Uh, you can also go to the Long Beach Joe on Twitter as well, and you can follow that. And I'm telling you, you'll get all the information about, you know, when I'm going to be doing my shows, when I'm streaming. You can be in the chat or you can call in. Again, the number is 515-602-9639. Go ahead and call in and talk Jets with me, man, because <laughs> this is a tough team to, you know, be a fan of. So we're going to hit the chat right now. We're going to go to some of the comments here. The first comment we're seeing here is Omar Masado. He is saying, Joe, are you concerned about Sam's future with this franchise? Yes and no. <laughs> yes, because if he keeps taking hits or, you know, he gets shell-shocked, he's as good as done. You know, I always say the same thing. If you don't protect a QB correctly, um, if you don't make sure – that a QB is comfortable in the pocket. If you don't give a QB weapons or somebody he can get the ball to, and he takes a lot of hits over a span of his career, there's two things that can happen. One is he gets shell-shocked, okay, shell-shocked. A great example of that would be uh, Carr that used to play for the Texans. I keep bringing this up because I'm telling you, Carr, when he played for the Texans, took a ton of hits. And let me tell you something, he was never the same. <laughs> he, he was never the same, baby. <laughs> like he, he would see things that weren't there and just throw the ball. No matter, it, it didn't matter how far out of that situation he was the first year with the Texans, he was just never the same. Um, and we saw that last year in the Patriots game where uh, Sam Darnold literally said, I'm seeing ghosts. He literally said that. When they were blitzing and taking his head off, I'm seeing ghosts. Well, this year, he got hit He got hit a couple times in this game, too. You keep getting him hit the way that we're getting hit. If you don't protect him adequately, okay, then that's what's going to happen. He's going to start seeing ghosts, and you just, you'll never get what you should get out of him. You'll never get that franchise QB look. You won't get it because he's going to keep taking hits, and he's going to be scared for his life. The second thing that happens to QBs that get hit a lot, they get hurt. Andrew Luck is a perfect example of that. Andrew Luck was getting smacked around. All day, every day when he first got to the Colts, they built a line around him, but the damage was already done. He said, look, everything hurts every single week that I'm trying. I'm out of here. And he retired early because of it. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to see that here. So am I worried about his uh, – concerned about the, the future of him with this franchise, Omar? I'm concerned if we keep getting him hit. But if we're talking about drafting another QB because of the situation we put Sam in, it's like how do you even judge him? You've given him no wide receivers. You're giving him next to no protection, and you put him in the hands of a, a coach that is completely incompetent. <laughs> and we all know that. And, I mean, so how do, you, how do you even judge? Even if you draft another quarterback, you're putting him in the same exact situation. And, by the way, it's not like the Jets have a long history, illustrious history, of being able to get franchise quarterbacks. That's why we were so ecstatic about Sam Darnold. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I, I mean, it's absolutely crazy. Um, it's just, you know. I'm just worried. So I'm going to leave the chat. Everybody keep going off in the chat. I'm going to come back to you. But now we're going to go back to the calls. Okay. We're going back to the calls real quick. Again, everyone call in 515-602-9639. That is the number. I'm live. I'll talk to you. We talk about the Jets. Uh, wherever you're seeing, I'm on various platforms that I'm streaming on. Twitch is Long Beach Joe. Uh, you know, 
YouTube is Long Beach Joe Jets. I have other YouTube pages as well. I'm on Twitter as well. I'm on Periscope, anywhere. Comment and let me know what you folks are thinking because I will be talking to the folks that are in the comment on the various uh, you know, platforms that I am streaming on. So we're going to get back to these calls now. 908, you are up. It is your time. Tell me your name. Let me know where you're from. And what are your thoughts about this loss to the Bills? Hey, Joe. It's Steve. What's up? Hey, Steve. How's it going, man? What's going on with you? I'm doing all right. A little bummed out because of this loss. Yeah. I, I'm so, I mean, everybody's pretty bummed, I tell you. Everybody. We're just looking at the situation all the same. So let's get started with it, man. We're going to talk about this this offense first. What are your thoughts about the performance of Sam Darnold? Sam today played very, very, very mediocre today. I mean, there were at times where he missed on some plays. I mean, there were even at times where the receivers even dropped some passes. I mean, Jamison Crowder dropped a pass that he should have had in the uh, that he should have had in, uh, in the in the first quarter, midway through the first quarter. It was just yeah. today the Jets just did not show up today. They just didn't mm-hmm. show up for that first half against Buffalo. They basically played as flat as a pancake in the first in that first round. It's just unfortunately the thing was the mistakes were is that it's just they, they made a lot of bad decisions. I mean, Josh Allen was the only person that ran over the Jets defense today. It, it was just and it's just, I mean, Adam Gates was finally using Le'Veon Bell, but then, of course, Bell goes out with the hamstring injury. I mean, that was why, I mean, I mean, I mean, it wasn't a, it was a contacted injury. I mean, I mean, because of that thing that Milano did today on, on Bell, that was the reason why Bell got hurt. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was just, I mean, the Jets then finally did have a spark towards the end of the first half. But, I mean, the thing is, you got to go to the end zone when you don't have any timeouts left. You have 21 seconds on the clock. You, you go, you, you go. Instead, you do a screenplay to Crowder. I am sick and tired of Sam doing these screenplays to the receivers. You got mm-hmm. when you're when you're in a two-minute drill. You gotta you gotta take a shot at the end zone. You have the ball on the Buffalo 18-yard line, and you gotta throw the ball into the end zone. Listen, if you end up throwing an incomplete pass, that's okay. You have more time on the clock. Instead, you throw a screenplay with no timeouts left. You can't do that. And it's just Adam Gaze at times, once again, this is the problem from last year. His coaching was off again. Sean McDermott coached out-coached Adam Gaze throughout this whole yeah. entire game. Yeah, you're completely correct, Steve. Um, I, I, I watched that drive again. I was shocked that Adam Gates didn't come out and run more no huddle earlier in the game. That was my thing. I was looking at the situation yeah, and I said I to myself, "Well, where where is the no?" Because okay, I understand that the Bills' defense is is good. Like th- there's no doubt about that. So listen, but you saw how we were able to move the ball a bit more before the half because we utilized that no huddle. We start quick. We start going, and it didn't allow them to get their packages on and off the field so you know so easily. So then they had to just account what we had. I thought that he would do that a little bit more because it worked. But then all of a sudden we did it before the half and we came out and we just kind of went back to the same old, same old. But, I mean, that's, you know, Adam Gates and his play calling, I guess. Right, Steve? Yeah, it's just his play calling was just completely off. 
I mean, now, yeah. now the thing was in the second half, listen, Buffalo, I got to tell you, they made mistakes in that second half. I mean, listen, the first field goal, I was really surprised that Buffalo didn't challenge it because I'll tell you one thing, that should have been a good field goal for Buffalo. But I got to be honest, the Bills were keeping us in this game. Like, they actually yep. playing very soft in the third quarter today. And, I mean, listen, I thought when Sam Darnold made that connection, I mean, the 69-yard play was probably the best offensive play we had all game. I mean, we had chance after chance to get back in the game. And then at the beginning of the fourth quarter, okay, Buffalo makes a mistake. They get a face max penalty. We get an extra 15 yards. But then Adam Gaze decides to become an idiot and just throw a screenplay to Herndon. I mean, listen, Herndon's got to hang on to the ball. I mean, that play was all Herndon's fault. But you don't throw a screenplay to a tight end like that. You only do that with a running back and a wide receiver. You don't do it to a freaking tight end. Well, you know – I mean, you could you could throw screens to tight ends, but I, I think I think what you should be doing is trying to push the ball down the field a little bit more. Um, and I think the screenplays, particularly from Adam Gaze, are you know they're pretty predictable. Everyone everyone knows that's what's coming. And you know, no, I'm just I'm I just think so Herndon could have could have held on to that. I, go ahead. I go am ahead. just so sick of these screenplays. I'm sick of it, <laughs> Joe. I am absolutely sick of these screenplays. Darnold's got to throw the ball down the field. Uh, like, listen, yeah. if you if you want to do a screenplay, fine, but you got you got to do it when your offensive line protects. Now, listen, the offensive line at the beginning of the game, I thought they were mediocre. I thought they played mm-hmm. a lot better than they did. I think Makai Benton, despite the fact that he did give up the sack to Jerry Hughes today, I thought Makai Benton actually did pretty good for it in his debut in his, in his rookie debut. I mean, listen, he's going to definitely be going up against a lot more different other pass rushers this season. But, I mean, Makai Benton, I thought, did pretty good. The rest of the offensive line was mediocre today. I w- I'm not going to say they were terrible today. But, I mean, they were going up against a really tough defensive line that the Phils have. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I got to say on the line. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I thought the exact same exact same thing, Steve. It was kind of, you know, when you looked at the situation and the line, I was looking at Makai back to myself this day because I wanted to see, you know, just how he would react to the situation. First game, next to no preseason games, uh, or no preseason games, excuse me, uh, next to, you know, the practices were, were pretty scrim because of what we're dealing with. And so I was wanting to see how this kid was going to react to all that stuff. And I thought he was, I mean, all right. He did, like you said, he did have that sack, uh, he did. He had a penalty as well, but you know, he he didn't you know just get rolled over and fall over every single time. So he's a young kid. He's gonna learn. You expect a you know a tackle, especially when you're going up against guys like Jerry Hughes and Edmonds and and Murphy and all these guys that the Bills have. You know, he looked all right for the day, but I just thought the line just it just didn't do enough. There wasn't a lot of holes for Le'Veon. Um, you know, the running game wasn't. It just not not just nothing was enough offensively, just nothing was enough. We did not do enough offensively. And I thought that there was a couple guys that I was expecting a little bit more from that didn't really give us enough either. And I kind of want to go back to the wide receiver position with you. You started to touch on the line, so I was just letting you in because let me tell you, you spin some fire, Steve. But what are your thoughts about the performance of Rashad Perryman and Chris Hogan? Did you expect more out of those wide receivers? Did you expect them to make more of an impact and it just nothing came from there? 
They need to have the game that Jamison Crowder had. Listen, Jamison Crowder mm-hmm. today was probably the best offensive player today. I mean, they got you got to have games like what Jamison Crowder did today. I mean, I mean, the thing is though, the thing is though, Joe. Unfortunately, it's just Brashard Perriman. Brashard Perriman was honestly showing up towards the end of the game. I mean, the good thing that he did towards the end of the game was when he drew that penalty that Buffalo got pass interfered on. That was one of Brashard Perriman so far. That was his best moment of, of the game because that led to the one-yard yeah. touchdown run by Josh Adams. But, I mean, the thing is, though, you, you can't start off flat in games. And yeah. this is something that happened in the past with when we had Todd Bowles as our coach. Um, yeah. It was something that we had in the past with Todd Bowles. We can't have this happen anymore. What, even when you're going up against a good team, you can't start flat as a pancake. You've got you yeah. to take advantage. It's just yeah, the, but I mean we've seen that with games though. Yeah, we have seen that with games though. Even last year there were tar- there were games when the offense just the team as a whole would just come out completely flat. We saw that in games last year. We saw that in games with the offense last year too. They would come out and just not play well and just start off slow. It just seemed they just seem lethargic, and then before you know it, we're down, and then they just don't give us anything. I mean, this is something Listen, that we've seen, and it's got to get corrected, like you said. Yeah, it's just the thing is, I know it was only one game today, and this was the, and this was the first game that the Jets played. And listen, I was expecting the the team to make mistakes today, but you can't just you just can't do these kind of things, and especially when you go up against a good team like Buffalo is. And listen, Buffalo, I gotta tell you, I mean, it's just that it was just it was just that was the thing. And now the defensive side of the ball. The one player that showed up on this side of the ball today was Marcus May. Marcus May, to me, I thought played phenomenal today. He was kind of playing at the level that Jamal Adams was playing at when he was on our team. Of course, listen, Jamal Adams said this after the game today in their game. uh, Seattle scored uh, 38 points. He said, oh, I'm not used to seeing that. It's like, give me a break, Jamal Adams, for (laughs) you saying something like that. Because, I mean, Seattle, I mean, it's just Listen, the thing is, yeah. Joe. Joe, it's just the thing yeah. is, is that Marcus May I thought played really good. Um, also, I thought Bless Austin played a good game. Bless Austin, I gotta tell you, ever since after when he was benched, when he when he got benched from Week 16 last year in the home in the home finale against Pittsburgh, I gotta tell you, he really stepped it up. I thought even the tackle he made on Josh Allen towards the end of the half for us to lead to the fumble that led to the field goal, I thought that was yeah. a phenomenal play by Bless Austin. Bless, I, I got to yeah. give Bless Austin credit. But listen, Bless Austin is still very young, and he still has some stuff he's got to learn. But listen, I got to be honest right now, I think he's the best corner on the team right now. And, and let me tell you something, Pierre Desaire looked horrific today. Got benched in the second quarter. I got to tell you one thing. The thing I like about Greg Williams as our defensive coordinator, when he sees something that he doesn't like from one of our teammates, he will put them on the bench. And you know what? Yeah. That, that's honestly very smart by Greg Williams to do that. Listen, I trust Greg Williams more more than Adam Gates does. Because honestly, Joe, it's just Greg. No, listen. 
The the run defense I thought did really good. I mean, Quinn Quinn Copel Quinn Williams, excuse me. I keep on saying Copels. I don't know why, but but Quinn Williams today, I thought play I thought did okay today. I mean, there were some things that I felt that he could have done a little bit better, but I mean, it's just that I mean that roughing the passer penalty he had you know, midway through the third quarter. I mean, despite the fact that Buffalo, that was when the rookie kicker missed the second field goal, he still has some things that he's got to work on. But if, but, but, but he's got to be, he's got to raise it to up to up the game. I mean, listen, yeah. listen. This is only one week, okay? And it was the first time that this team played. But the team has to get it together next week for the home opener. I mean, we got to play against a very, very, very tough San Francisco team next Sunday. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, we'll, we'll talk more about uh, we'll talk more about that game uh, next um, on uh, Saturday when you have your show. But it's just yeah. the thing is, we, we you know we're, we're going to be at home. We we got we got we got it. We got to do things better. And I mean, Adam Gaze has to do something better with his coaching decision because if let's say if he continues to coach the way like how he like how he was doing at the beginning of the season last year, he's going to be on his way out the door. Yeah, he is. I, 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 Steve, you are bringing the fire. I'm just letting you go because you, you you burning this place down. But I want to go back to the defense with you because you brought up a lot of great points. Bless, I thought, did play pretty decently today. Um, I was really disappointed with Pierre this year. Like you said, he was getting cooked. Did He got no, his ass back down, he too, was, rightfully he so. He played a bad game today. Yeah, he, rightfully so. But what, I want to get your thoughts on Quinn and Williams. You know, I, I I wanted to see kind of a little bit more. I know he's pretty decent in the running game, but I at least wanted to see like some a bunch of tackles for loss, maybe you know a couple, maybe one or maybe two sacks possibly. What are your thoughts about him and you know his performance today on the field? Quinn Williams, listen, you know he definitely made that really nice play that Marcus May made a stop on. Quinn Williams definitely had a, you know he had a sack today, which was good. But the thing is, is that the defense overall, though, you can't have at the beginning because then the problem is too, too with the defense is, is that that we got we got we got to take advantage of big plays when we put when we face against an offensive team. But I mean, and listen, mm-hmm. I do agree with you, Joe. Josh Allen is not really that good of a quarterback. I mean, listen, Josh Allen he made mistakes today too. But but the thing is though. The biggest problem was today with the defense was we can't give up over 400 yards like we did today because we gave up over 400 yards to the Bills' offense. Yeah, listen, yeah, but Steve, Bills- here's here's the thing though. Here's here's the thing though, Steve, and I hear what you're saying. But the time of possession was so bad. I understand we can't give up 400 yards. You're right, but you also can't sit back and have the offense do next to nothing. Like you you can't do that. You you can't have them sit back and be put in a posi- uh, position where, you know, you're not giving them any, any kind of anything offensively. I mean, I think the Bills, the Bills had the ball for like 41 minutes or something like that. We only had it for 18 minutes. I mean, the time of possession, yeah, no, that's that so was, lopsided. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, the, the defense is no, going to I give know. up something if you put them on the field that long. And we didn't have one first down until our fourth possession of the game. You, you've got, you, oh. can't, you can't just rely a game, Joe, on the defense. You can't. That's a fact. You can't. Because if, you, if you're going to lose time possession of the football, most of the time, 75% of the time in games, you're going to lose. You, you can't. Buffalo had, had over 40 minutes of time possession today. 
You just said we had around like what, eighteen minutes? Because we went three Man, hours. Like 18. I would probably say like Yeah, we went three and out, I think like five or six times today. You can't mm-hmm. do that. It's unacceptable. Yeah. I mean it was it was it was just completely crazy, Steve. To watch us play like that and just especially coming out so flat, that that just sets the tone for a loss. When you, especially when yeah, there's better teams that we have coming up, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to go too far. I don't want to talk about the schedule, but dude, we got teams coming up like uh, KC. You start against Kansas City, how you started against the Bills. Oh, goodbye. They're going to blow you out. Kansas City is, <laughs> is going to blow us out the door. Kansas City will blow <laughs> us out the door, Joe, if we have that Steve. kind of a start. They will get off the plane up by 40. If you, if you start the game like that, they're going to get off the plane up by 40. So, Steve, phenomenal call from you, man. I want to thank you for calling in. You, you always yeah, thank, bring the fire you, every single time, bro. All right, you have a good one, and I can't wait to hear listen, from you the Joe, next time I have a show. Yep, yep. Joe, listen, man, hopefully we'll get this together, man. One of these days we'll have a, cele- we'll have a celebration call. You, you wait, man. Yeah. Well, I'll be here. We'll see if that happens. Yeah, no <laughs> Thank problem, you so man. much, Steve. All right, man. You have, have a good, good one. All right, Bye. same to you. Bye. Man, listen, Steve called in with straight fire. Do you hear me? Straight fire. And this is fresh after a game. You know what I'm saying? Fresh after a game. A lot of things he touched on, the fact that the we came out so slow. And I'm just – I keep rubbing my head because, oh, my God, my – it's just the Jets just give me headaches, dude. Like, I, can't, I can't, I can't with this team. We start out so slow, and we expect, you know, we expect more as fans out of this offense. We expect more out of this team. And when you start off slow against good teams, hell, when you start off slow against bad teams, you you're setting yourself up for an L. You can't come out flat, especially when you talk the kind of talk that Adam Gaze does, where he's talking about, you know. Guys, well, you know, I'm changing my offense. Things are going to be different this year. And all this stuff, you got to come out and, and put on. It's, it's put up or shut up time. you got to come out and be ready, especially against a Bills team where you know is going to pin their ears back. They're going to try to get after you. You know their scheme. You've been in the division for I don't know how long. You should absolutely be able to, you know, handle them. You should be able to handle them offensively. If you don't have talent, you, can, you should be able to make adjustments so that that's not a huge hindrance to you. You should. You got to change up your your tempo. You got to change things up. Again, when we went quick, we saw some success. We should have kept with that. Don't allow these guys to get their packages on and off the field. Do whatever you can, man. Do whatever you can. And for the love of goodness, get the ball in the hands of Le'Veon Bell. You know what I'm saying? Get the ball in the hands of Le'Veon Bell. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the chat really quickly. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to the calls after the chat though. Nine seven three, you'll be next, so just prepare yourself. But I'm gonna go to this chat because I am live streaming again. Everyone that is listening to me via Blog Talk Radio, also live stream while I'm doing this show. Um, you know what I'm saying, or any any of the other uh, you know podcasting platforms that I'm being on as well, iTunes, all that other stuff um, that I'll be on soon. So hey, listen, if you're listening on there, I also live stream as well on Twitter on um, on Twitch, on on YouTube. So if you go to any of those platforms, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, my Twitter is YoungJ00. Um, you know, if you go on, on also you can go the Long Beach Joe on Twitter as well. Follow all of those accounts. 
And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Just, just be ready because my content's going to be there and you can watch, you can listen, you can type in the chat, you can call in as well. The number is 515-602-9639. Listen, we're talking all Jets here, all right? We're Jets fans. We love the team. Even though the team is in a quite a situation, we, you know, we're doing what we got to deal with. So I'm going to go to this chat really quickly and talk about some of the, some of the things we have here. Uh, Tony Scarface says, my brother, do you think Greg Williams could do better? You know, Tony, that, first off, I want to thank you uh, for coming to the stream. Tony, salute to you as well. Listen, Greg is out there. I think he's doing a decent job, man. I really do. I think he's doing a pretty solid job with what he has. Uh, he's putting May in, in positions to make play, and May made a lot of those plays today. Um, if he sees something going wrong out there, he's going to bench your ass, and we saw Pierre Desir get that. Listen, if you're not doing what he needs to do, you're gone, and he'll pull you and put another guy in there. I thought that Greg Williams is doing a very solid job. The thing is, I think you're asking the defense a lot to be out there for, you know, 30, 40 minutes. And <laughs> 30, you know, the, the Bills had the ball for 40 minutes of the game. It's like you're not helping them at all. You know, you're not giving a rest. You're not doing the offense has got to do its part. It's got to step up. But I think Greg Williams is doing one heck of a job. Um, Husker fan said, uh, says, yep, three possessions in, and I thought, here we go again. Yeah, three possessions into the game, three and out, three and out, three and out. It's like, come on, we got to see more. You got to see guys really, you know, step in, get a first down, push. You know what I'm saying? Don't just go out there and start slow, not do anything. This, that's, that's insane. That, that shouldn't be happening. Um, I'm going to go to a, another a comment here. Elias Thomas said, we should play a game called Guess That Screen. <laughs> which we guess with formations or screens, all of them. <laughs> Solomon is fed up with gays and the screens play calling. I, look, <laughs> I know there's a lot of fans that feel the exact same way. You know, it is what it is. So like, <laughs> I'm going to go back to the calls now, leave the chat to everyone in the chat. Please continue to, you know, click in and, and type in. Let me know what you folks are thinking. I'm going to go to the call now. 973, it is your time. Please tell me your name, where you're from, and let's talk Jets. Hello, Joe. This is Lou from uh, last night. Hey, how's it going, Lou? How are you doing? Well, better than the Jets, I think. I mean, you know, I mean, the other call was right. I mean, the screen, you know, they they could they they couldn't find a way out of it. I mean, you know, we gotta play against that screen. I think I think you guys are right about that. I mean, yeah. you know, it 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 could have been it could have been a lot worse. Though. I mean, they lost by ten, which is not you know necessarily a blowout, but you yeah. know they made. They made uh, stupid mistakes. They led uh, turnovers with the interceptions and whatnot, and, you know, three and out on, like, what, the first uh, four plays. That is not how you're going to win games, especially in, yeah. in the division, you know, where you have Buffalo, which, of course, I did uh, pick to win. But, you know, the Jets are not going to win if they, make these, if they make these ridiculous mistakes. And, you know, with the, yeah. with the schedule ahead, you know, if, if they're going to do anything, they, they had to avoid that. And it looks like, you yeah. know um, – I'll say anything. I mean, Gaze. You know, I think this year this should be his last year. I mean, he's not. He's not doing. He's not doing it right. Yeah, I mean, he has been a yeah, problem. I, right. he, he's been a problem right from the start. Just, just awful. Yeah, I, yeah you're completely correct. First off, I want. Yeah, I want. I want to thank you for calling in first and foremost. But yeah, I, oh, I think you're you're completely right. Like you look at this situation, and it's like you cannot afford to come out and start slow against the Bills. You can't. Oh. Um, this is where you make your statement. You know what I'm saying? So this is a divisional opponent. You know, not saying that we're a playoff team, but if you even have aspirations of being a playoff team, you must, you know, get it done in your division first. 
you must make sure that you take care of these teams in your division. You start out in a game with a divisional opponent and you come out flat. The play calling looks suspect. This, this is the same stuff that we saw last year, literally a repeat of the same yes. thing. And I'm just, I'm just, you know, we, we, we all say that. We keep saying that because it's true. <laughs> That's why we keep saying it because it's absolutely true. Unfortunately. And it's just, it's, it's mind boggling. Yeah. It, it's mind boggling to see this, but I want to get yeah. your thoughts on Sam Darnold because I know a lot of fans were looking at him and they're like, man, we wish you played a little bit better today. We understand that the protection, you know, wasn't there. But, again, that interception was atrocious. I'll, I'll be the first. And I love Sam, you know, to the moon and back. But that interception was yeah. absolutely atrocious. He had no business throwing that football there. So I want to get your takes yeah. on him, man. How do you feel like he played today? Well, from that mistake, you know, he never recovered from it. So, I mean, what more can you say? You know, he, he just makes one mistake, and it screws up the whole. And it screws up the whole game for us. He's got to work on that. Mm. He, he he never should have thrown from that. Maybe he didn't. We would have done better. I mean, but he is making all these ridiculous mistakes, and it's costing us. Yeah. Really, yeah. You got to play it smart, and he's not yeah. playing it smart. Maybe he's another ghost. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and the other thing that killed me because what blew my mind was the penalties, Lou. The penalty oh, yeah. that we had was insane. I mean, to have the type of, of penalty, we had like 95 penalty yards in this game. We were penalized nine times. It's like, listen, even if you're not a talented team, right, you can't shoot yourself in the foot with more penalties. You cannot do that. I mean, what are your thoughts about how heavily penalized we were this game? That's another thing that killed us, these, these ridiculous penalties, and they all, and they all went against us. So – you know, that's another that's another mistake there, and, and you know that's gonna set, that's gonna set us back even further. I mean, yeah. and, it's, and it's so ridiculous, you know, with the with the holding, and what and whatnot. Most mostly it was holding, and you know that's gonna set that's gonna set us back too. They really have to watch that. You know, I know yeah. one game doesn't make a season, but if it doesn't improve, it's gonna be a very long season. Yeah, it is. What are your thoughts on the wide receiver core and their performance today? I know Crowder was definitely a standout because he, you know, had 100 yeah. yards. But what are, what are your thoughts on the other guys and, and the performance of, you know, Bashad Perryman, Hogan, any of those guys? Yeah, weak. I mean, one guy yeah. with 100 yards, that's great, but it's not going to help you. It's not going to help you. Everybody needs to contribute, you know, all from all positions. Mm-hmm. If just one guy is doing all the work, and everybody else is, like, causing fumbles, interceptions, turnovers, and whatnot, and getting the crap back out of you. It's all relevant. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to flip over to the defensive yeah. side of the football with you. Let me tell you something. Ooh. Marcus May. Marcus May played crazy today. I want to get your thoughts on him. Yes. How do you feel like he played? Yeah. Well, it's an improvement from what I've seen. Like I said, like he last night, the defense is what we got to work on. That was our, yeah. that was our weak point last year, and, you know, it looks to be like our uh, weak, weakest so far this year. You know, we gave up a lot. We gave up a lot of points, but so what May did, you know, May did made a valiant effort. It just wasn't enough. We got, but we gotta work on more defense with this entire team. Well, I, you know, Lou, I don't, I don't think the defense was necessarily. I mean, of course, like Pierre Desir did not play well. There were some issues there, but I don't think the defense right. played as badly as you know, some, you know, some are saying because. They were on the field for so long, it was ridiculous. Yeah, you're going to give up. You know, there were some missed sacks. I, I will say that there was definitely some missed sacks and missed tackles on uh, Josh Allen in particular. But 
hey, you know, when you're out there 40 minutes, the Bills have the ball 40 minutes and the offense is doing nothing, the defense is going to give up something. Um, so I thought our defense yeah. for, what, for what we had, you know, C.J. Mosley opting out, um, Avery Williamson, you know, not playing today, even the, the other mm-hmm. starting, Cashman, dealing with the injury that he had. So then you got Neville Hood and Harvey Langley in there. Uh, I thought the defense played mm-hmm. decently. I really did. I, I thought that they did what they could. They didn't get, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like they got just completely, like gave up 40 points or anything like that. But, dude, they No, they and they also got to work on trying to keep the ball more. I mean, because we got yes. outs in that possession. What, uh, you said they had a, you said that uh, bubble the ball 40 minutes and we had the ball 20. We got to work on keeping the ball more. I mean, there's a, there's yeah, well, the offense has to produce. The offense has to produce. Yeah, if if so the far. offense produces and gets first down, you know, you come out and you you do three, you know, consistent consecutive three and outs. <laughs> you know, you don't get a first down until like your fourth or, or fifth possession or fourth possession it was. You don't get a first down until then. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have some issues. You come out flat offensively, you're going to have issues. Oh, you're issues gonna get dominated. If your if your offense does not produce and stay on the field, you're gonna have some issues there. And and I thought that's what we saw today. Yeah, we did. And then some. Ugh. Yeah. So, Lou, man, listen, but, you're a great yeah. caller. I want to thank you for calling in, man. Hey, next time thank I go live, up. I want to hear from you, bro. All right. If you can, remember, uh, try to call in on my show on Saturday if you can. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and plug your show, man. Let let everybody know, uh, you know, where they can find you and, and how they can call in. Okay. It's called the Jesse, it's called the Jesse uh, Offense is Awful. No, uh, the Enhanced Sports <laughs> Show. We're on Saturdays five. Well, I'm on Saturdays five to seven uh, Eastern time. The number to call is five one two five four three four six six two. Yeah, we got a whole bunch Thanks, of shows man. in the service, but mine is on Saturdays. Yeah. Hey, and everybody, hey, check it out. Thank you so much for calling in, man. You have a good day. Thank you, Joe. Peace. Man, what a call from Lou. He listen. He brought the fire he had to bring. Like he said, you look at the situation, this team this team's gotta produce offensively. You can't keep going out there getting dominated in the time of possession, not putting up points, not getting first downs, kind of stringing your defense out and just expecting them to hold you in the games. You can't come out flat. That's my biggest problem is coming out flat against good teams. You can't do that. Because anytime you do that, you're putting yourself right on the pathway to for that loss. Because good teams, they come out and they take care of business. You keep giving them opportunities, and they'll crack that code and get into the end zone easily. That was the thing today against the Bills. They missed, they, they, they missed points. They missed kicks. They missed stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And they, they let us stay in the game for quite some time. But, man, we just couldn't, we couldn't do it. We just couldn't get out of the way, couldn't get you know, the offense going, couldn't score when we needed to. The fumble hurt us a lot uh, from Chris Herndon. It's just a play calling. The pressure on Darnold, it was just bad, man. It was just really bad. But I'll tell you what, like I said, the defense, I thought, did what they could do. They played decently. Um, I thought Bless Austin looked looked solid out there. Pierre Desir, I thought, was a guy I looked at, and I was just like, come on, man, you got to step your game up, especially you getting benched. You know what I'm saying? We brought you in. You got to play better. You know what I'm saying? That cornerback position continues to hinder us, continues to hinder us. Um, You know, I thought the front line played decently, solid against the run. But that, that safety position, I'm telling you, Marcus Mayer has really stepped into his own. And also McDougal. McDougal played very solid as well. He's out there flying around. The linebacking core did what they could do, especially without Cashman again, um, without, uh, you know, Avery Williamson. We all know C.J. opted out. Uh, Harvey Langley, 
and uh, and Neville Hewitt went out there, and you know they gave us what they could. You know, what I'm saying they went out there and played hard. I just wish that we didn't miss so many sacks. There were so many almost sacks where they were just a, an inch away from uh, from you know Josh Allen. I really wish they would have made those plays, but <sighs> kind of is what it is. So the Jets end up losing to the Bills, man. Oh, that was painful. Twenty-seven to seventeen. Oh my goodness. Hopefully we have a better game coming up. <laughs> and I'll be, you know, here talking jet. So everyone, I thank you folks for watching. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, type in Long Beach Joe. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave us some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, you can also find me on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. That's three zeros. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, okay? And I will have my Darnold jersey on at all times, even though he didn't necessarily play as well as I thought he should. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? There was pressure there. I get it. But that interception was atrocious, okay? Don't ever do that again, Sam. Uh, you can also follow uh, my show as well, which is some of y'all are hearing on Blog Talk and on iTunes, various uh, podcast platforms that I'm on, which is The Long Beach Joe Show. Uh, that is on Twitter. Uh, you can go ahead and troll me. I'll troll you right back. There's no issues. And as always, folks, when you see me in person, okay, you will see me. I do go to games. I'll, be, I'll pop out. When you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open. It is free hugs for everybody, all right? Free hugs for everybody. It'll cost you absolutely nothing. Don't listen to anyone. Don't listen to anyone that is telling lies to you that this will cost. The hugs will always remain absolutely free. All right. So I want to thank you folks for listening. You folks have a good one. Peace.